This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 274. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, about 90 days ago, I started a new adventure by taking the online Forks Over Knives cooking course. I'm going to admit I was nervous. I was really nervous, actually, <laughs> since I was not the primary cook that in the house. That surprises me. I was just, I wasn't sure what to, I, I, I like doing good in school. <laughs> so, so I wasn't sure what to expect. And you sure couldn't bring an expect. apple to the teacher I, on the know, first day. It, no, I couldn't bring an apple. There was no schmoozing or anything like that. <laughs> no clapping of erasers. No. And uh, I, I was just nervous because I hadn't really taken an online course like that before. I've taken, as you know, I take a lot of courses like on Udemy and, and things like that, but nothing where I was going to be graded. And of course, and, and especially in a, category that I am really not that confident in. I mean, I was, I'm not uh, a complete novice in the kitchen, but I'm also within my comfort zone there. Mm. There's only certain, certain things, things I would make, right? And because there was only certain things we were making, we kind of found ourselves in a rut, right? Despite our best efforts with the meal planning and all of that stuff, it was still kind of a rut. Um, trying new recipes becomes a little stressful because mm -hmm. you don't have the basics down. So I knew that this was going to be a good opportunity for me. In episode 265 of our podcast, which was uh, aired in on uh, July 15th, I provided you guys with a quick update with respect to how I was doing at that time. So what I was halfway learning. through. Mm -hmm. right? It was just about halfway through halfway through and uh still had a little bit of the deer in headlights look <laughs> uh, well this past week i just graduated Yay. from the forks overnight nice i was so stressed I, I, had to, I took this exam and when it gave me my certificate at the end i was so happy uh in today's episode uh, i'm going to be providing you guys with a high level summary of the course just in case you missed it i think i did a little bit of that in episode 265 but i'm going to do it again in case you didn't have an opportunity to check that out and i'm also going to give you my top Top five takeaways from the course. I should mention we have no affiliation with this course, so there's nothing, there's no uh, affiliate link or anything like that. This is 100% just Your just experience. my love for the <laughs> course. <laughs> Not that we ever promote something we don't love, but I'm just saying we don't get any sort of anything. There's no it. kickback on nothing, this. Nothing, nothing. Unless they want to give us some. And sure, take some, sure. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but before we get into that, we have a rating. Actually, we're going to do two because one of them is kind of short and we're still trying to catch up because we are in, what is this, June? Uh, the the reviews are dated. Yeah, the reviews June. are the end of June and mm -hmm. we're this is September and we're still trying to catch up That's because right. we have such awesome listeners who leave us so many awesome reviews yes. for which we are eternally grateful. Yes. So, all right. So let's dig into the first uh, review is uh, says positive and fun by Aaron Musgrave. And Aaron says, love this podcast. Oh, me too. <laughs> Vicky and Larissa offer such a refreshing view of vegetarianism and their approach is welcoming to all veg curious vegans and plant based eaters alike. I love their humor and relaxed approach, which reminds me that I am just a human trying to do my best for myself, animals, and the planet. I always feel good after listening to their podcast. Aww. That's awesome. And Erin, that's all you can do. We are, that's all we always say. You can only do your best. That's right. All right. And then the second review is uh, by At Classic Tone. And the title of the review was Zen Veg 
all the way. Awesome. And short and sweet and simple and awesome. Says, love the show and the clarity offered. Cool. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you both for taking the time to head out to iTunes and leave us a rating because every new rating does bump us up in the iTunes search engine and helps people find us, which makes us happy. So thank you very much. Before we get into the main topic, this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast is sponsored by our Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the members of the Golden Apple Roundtable? They're the folks that help to ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon.com, this is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members, in this case, podcast followers. Um, many people don't realize that there are costs involved for in putting together a podcast. And we've been doing this for going on five years now. Over five years. Is it over five years? Mm -hmm. It was five years in June. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Wow. We didn't do anything for that. We should have done something for that. I can't believe that. Every week since... uh, since 2013 except for one right? yeah we've been doing except for one we always, <laughs> we always do the except for one the little asterisk in that that's when larissa couldn't talk she had nope. some nasty respiratory infection or something uh but anyways uh, on a different note <laughs> <laughs> on a healthier note yeah on a healthier note uh, monetary support we receive through the folks at patreon.com who support us on patreon.com goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast so you can say that's why we say we help they help keep the lights on because they they literally do keep the mics going <laughs> if you're interested in supporting us on a monthly basis please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen where you will see a video of larissa and me and in that video we discuss the mission of vegetarian zen why did we start this in the first place and on the right hand side of the page you're going to see various support levels anywhere from a dollar to fifty dollars a month and you might be thinking to yourself what's a dollar a month really going to do but you know what 10 people do that too and all of a sudden that's ten dollars a month that's right look at my math math (laughs) skills certain levels qualify you for vegetarian zen swag such as a car magnet recyclable recyclable grocery (laughs) bags uh stickers and a t-shirt so every dollar counts. We greatly appreciate the members of our Golden Apple Roundtable. But if you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, we totally get it. We also have a one-time button located on our website that at vegetarianzen.com that says buy us a juice, where you can provide a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. This week, we'd like to, we'd like to send out a special thanks to Patricia... I hope I'm saying this right. Do you know how to pronounce this? I Can do I, not. Rathori, Rathor, I think. Sorry if I butchered Patricia. that. Patricia, my last name gets mispronounced all the time. So sorry about that. But um, she bought us a juice. So thank you thank for providing you, us with a monetary show of support. Again, all of that goes back into the cost of producing our show. Or maybe to drink a juice while we're doing the show. There you go. All right, ready to get into the main topic. Let's do it. And I got to say, this is going to be, I'm going to be uh, listening and interjecting uh, interesting little comments because this is all you. <laughs> I don't really have much to do with this here. So you were uh, support. I was support. And, and honest feedback because I said, okay, when I would make something, I'd say, tell me the truth because I'll make it again. <laughs> if you're just <laughs> yeah, trying to right. make me feel good. And I know she wouldn't do that because she is very picky, as most of you <laughs> listening to this podcast know. No. So she's not shy about saying she doesn't like certain things. So, uh, yeah, I trusted her feedback on this. Now, it, the Forks Over Knives course, the overall summary is it is a 90-day course 
that you do at your own pace. The spend, the total spend, I will say, and this is what they say on their website, is about five hours per week on the coursework. And I would say that's probably true. Some a little bit less, some weeks a little bit less, some weeks a little bit more. But overall, I think that's pretty. No, it really wasn't. Uh, Overall, I would say that's a pretty accurate assessment. There is really no big equipment purchases you need outside of probably what you already have in your kitchen, like a good blender or things like that. But I will say we, I did purchase a, um, some knives and we're going to get into that in a little bit, but I did purchase some knives and a pan pan because, but again, we're going to use that forever. It's not just for the course. Right. Right. (laughs) So, uh, I did want to upgrade some of that stuff. Anyways, some of the groceries, were outside of the norm, but that was the point, really. I mean, mm-hmm. there were healthier ingredients we were buying, and we ate them, so right. it wasn't a, it wasn't a waste there. And it wasn't anything that that we couldn't find. Mm-hmm. It was just some things that we don't normally buy. Right. Uh, you guys should know right now they're they have early bird enrollment through October the 9th of 2018. So we're, this is we're in October 9th, 2018, uh, of $299. Uh, it goes up after that to $399. So now does the course run just, it just keeps repeating, mm-hmm. you know, several times a year. Yes. So 90 days. So what, four times a year, they'll open it up for like a new class. Or? I'm not sure how many times a year, but it does. And remember you're getting, and we're going to go into some of the details on this, but all of your activities were most of your activities are graded mm-hmm. and reviewed. So this can't go on forever because I know right. some of the, in the FAQ of the course, it says, well, what if I don't finish on time? We're going to talk about mm-hmm. that too, because there are options if you can't get it done within 90 days, but you have to think about why that makes sense. It makes sense because it can't have people out there. If there were, if everybody was waiting, mm-hmm. they'd have too many people to actually give you a quality review right. of your stuff. Right. So they have to call it at some point <laughs> say, okay, well, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to be graded if you don't want to. You can opt out of that and just mm-hmm. do it all on your own. Just know you're not going to get, you know, the certificate and not right. have anybody really reviewing it and giving you feedback. You can audit the course. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, it is recognized by the American Culinary Federation Education, which is really cool. And you earn 30 credits from the American Culinary Federation Education Foundation upon successful completion of this course should you want to go on and do something else that could apply nice. towards a larger certificate right. or a, some so, sort of accreditation. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe you could use this like as continuing education credits if you are, um, you know, a, a teacher or something, you know, some something in that field, in the culinary field. Yeah, I don't, I really don't know about that. Yeah. But I mean, I, I know that it does, it would help some people, particularly if they were looking to get into, you know, a chef. Right. Chefing. Chef. Chefing. 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 <laughs> All right. So how the course is set up, there are nine units And the first unit is really just talking about getting set up, which is just organizing your kitchen, just the equipment you're going to need. It gives you that. What to expect. Yeah, that kind of thing. How your stuff needs to be turned in. Just kind of the level setting of the the, uh, course. Mm -hmm. Then section two gets into, or unit two gets into knives and knife cuts. Already I was learning stuff. Mm -hmm. And I looked at how I was holding knives before. It was very dangerous. <laughs> well, the thing they say that's really important with the knives, and this is what inspired me to actually purchase some different knives. I purchased the Top Chef knives. The reason I did that is because the two things that are really important are the um, the feel and how you're able to like uh, balance it 
So you want to make sure that it's balanced in your hand. It feels good when you're cutting the the vegetables or whatever it is you're cutting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, the ones we have, we've had them forever. You know, we didn't take care of them. They weren't very good to begin yeah. with. I mean, I'm surprised they've lasted this long, quite honestly. They yeah, still cut you pretty had well. them. You had them when we got together, and oh that was gosh. almost 17 years ago. So, <laughs> so I decided to invest in some actually good good not not great but good knives and that has been helpful and it's actually made cooking more fun and i still use the old ones <laughs> <laughs> and then well i'm afraid i don't want to break you don't, don't want to break your new ones no it's not about breaking i think they're very sharp <laughs> that, I, well, you've cut yourself she fears before. for me <laughs> yeah. well i don't i it's one of those things where i can't look at her cut right now knowing that i know how to i know how to cut so knowing that and yeah, watching you yeah. makes me a little nervous. So <laughs> I just turn around and walk away. <laughs> All right. Uh, unit three got into the basic cooking methods, which discuss steaming, preserving vegetables, cooking in water, like blanching and parboiling, which are things I had no clue about before. Mm-hmm. When I said blanching, I was like, I, I mean, I had an idea, but I had never done it myself. Right. So You're like, I don't know anybody named Blanche. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, Unit four, basic cooking methods part two, dry heat cooking, caramelizing, sauteing, pan tossing, roasting, braising, and combo cooking methods. This is where a lot of light bulbs went on for me, but we're going to talk about that in my takeaways. Uh, Unit four was basic cooking methods part two. We talk about, oh, I'm sorry. I just repeated myself, didn't I? Okay. (laughs) Unit five. She liked it so much. I repeated it. Unit five was uh, stir fry salads, preparing veggies in advance, also cooking rice and grains, which I had been a little afraid of previously. Also, we first, uh, we went into legumes and cooking times for those. So basically that was batch cooking. So unit five was... That's right. Cooking. That's right. Oh, sorry. Did I not say that? You didn't, okay. but I did. Thank you. See? Sure. See? See? That's helpful comments. Helpful already. Okay. <laughs> uh, unit six was flavor balancing and seasoning. This is another one because, you know, a lot of people or never, you know what? I'm getting into my takeaways. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'll just say what it is and then I'll get into that later. All right. Um, we discussed the five basic tastes, which five. Did you know that, by the way? Tastes. There are five basic tastes. Sweet, sour, salty... Umami, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you're right. And well, there's one more. Okay, so it is sweet, salty, bitter, sour, and either umami or umami. I think it's umami. I think it's umami. Sounds more right, right? Not yeah. Umami. Umami. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that again, but I jump ahead. Okay, and then in unit seven, we talked about plant plant-based staples to have in your uh, kitchen. And I think we've talked a little bit about some of those here in the podcast, but this really went into stocks, soups, dressings, marinades, pomodoro, gravies, plant-based milks, all, um, oil-free. All of these are oil-free. Right. So that's the big, that is the big difference too there. Right. With respect to other state, you know, other staples that people Right, are, yeah. right. Okay. Uh, daily meal inspiration now what i really liked about this section which was uh, unit eight was this was broken down by meals so it went break you know went into breakfast inspiration such as bowls lunch inspiration such as grains and bean salads dinner inspiration like one pot meals and desserts such as chocolate recipes so this was really good for that because i it was kind of a it was inspiration and then they were batch cooking type of stuff right uh, and then the final assessment, 
they provided some books, websites, and other resources. And that's where you had your final exam, right? I was like, don't come in the room. I have to take this. <laughs> it was like 75 questions or something. Wow. I think. Yeah. All right. And, and the questions were videos. What is this? Is this parboiling? Is this, or is this simmering? Is this, what is this hmm. uh, water doing? Awesome. What is, how do you test whether your pan was ready to be, to use for sauteing, that kind That's of thing. That's pretty cool. Remember I showed you that? Yeah, you the did. water drop yeah. test. And you got a, your final score was a 92? 96, I think. Six? I think. I don't remember. Awesome. It was in the 90s. Yeah. The, or my overall, you mean, or just on the final exam? Um, I think you said overall was... 96, 96 I think. Yeah. 96 yeah. or 97, something Anyway, like you that. got an A. I got an A and I got my certificate. <laughs> Yay. All right. So my five takeaways... The first one was the forks over knives mindset. And this was really really at the beginning where I was telling you they were kind of setting up the expectations of the course and all of that. One of the things they they were talking about was how in our society we often think about getting certain nutrients from one food. Like, Mm. for example, protein from meat, calcium from dairy, omega-3 from fish, Mm. that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And really the forks over knives mindset is that we should not think about food like this, but rather look at food as a whole package of nutrients. And I think this is really important when you start doing cooking because then you understand you're not just cooking for particular nutrients. You want a variety of nutrients on your plate. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of us know that, in fact, you can get all of the essential nutrients you need with the exception of B12 if you eat a whole foods plant-based diet. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Forks Over Knives states that even then some people worry about not getting enough of a particular nutrient. And the ask from the, them is that you forget about thinking that way and really just focus on your diet as a whole. Mm. So I and, think that really was a different mindset. Right. And, you know, you've got to kind of think about it that if you are focusing on just your diet and, and eating things that are nutrient rich just overall, that your your body is going to kind of adjust and and kind of let you know if you're missing something. Yeah, you that's know, right. So you become more attuned with your body and that so if you are missing some nutrient or not getting enough or just out of balance that you'll be able to adjust that. Mhm. Okay, so my second takeaway is that good kitchen equipment can make a huge difference. One of the first things that I did was I redid all of the spices that were in our kitchen and I made them much easier to see. They were in a Lazy Susan and a shelf over by the stove, which would make sense, but except like to have them close to the, the stove while you're cooking, but it was difficult for me to see what all we had, which it was is just not ideal. So that's why I took those out. I put those on like the stair step, uh, like little riser, right? Exactly. On the pantry shelf. Yes. And that made it much easier for me to be able to see. All right. My third takeaway, mise en place. I like saying that. (laughs) If you're not familiar with mise en place is, it is a French culinary term that means setting in place. This was huge because when I used to cook, I don't know if you still do this, Larissa, but I, okay, let me explain what mise en place is. It is the act of gathering and prepping all of your ingredients before you start cooking so that you're all set and you're not grabbing things just willy nilly. I was a willy nillier. I (laughs) I still am. Running around. And there's nothing worse than getting to the ingredient that you need and you're out of it because you didn't get everything in place ahead of time. 
Yep. So I do that all the time. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah. And this has also helped me just with putting things away too, as I cook. So I was always kind of a neat chef, but this really helped me even more because with everything in place, it's really easy to, to cook like that. Well, that is true. That is true. And you know that I am a disaster in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a human tornado. So we have this deal that whoever cooks, the other one cleans. And I'll just tell you, I'm just, I'm like glad I'm cooking me. more now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also helps with safe food handling, by the way. So it's not just a matter of convenience. This really helps preventing cross-contamination contamination, <laughs> contamination across various foods. So this is also definitely a state of mind. This is what Forks Over Knives says too. They say mise en place is not just about organization. It's also a state of mind. And I definitely agree with that because it's putting you in your place where you're organized and you're more able to focus on the cooking rather than just gathering things and cooking at the same time because that puts you in a little bit of a of a rush, right? Right, right. Oh boy, do I know that. <laughs> yeah. All right. My fourth takeaway is cooking without oil. Yes, it's possible. I'm going to admit I was definitely a skeptic, especially when it came to sauteing without oil. I thought, okay, even if it's possible, I'm sure I'm going to have to be peeling things off the bottom and that it's not mm-hmm. going to taste the same. I was completely wrong. The main thing you have to know about cooking uh, without oil or sauteing without oil is that high heat and movement that has mm-hmm. the, the sauteing is high heat and movement. That's the most important thing. Rapid movement and high heat. And this is the same with cooking with oil. But as with cooking oil, I mean, those two components are whatever you're sauteing will still caramelize. It will still taste the same. But what you do is that you deglaze. So you're cooking, cooking, cooking. And then at a certain point of the cooking, you add a little bit of red wine or water. You can add water too if you don't want to use wine. But I use red wine or cooking vinegar or something like that, depending on the recipe. And that helps to deglaze the pan. And usually you just kind of finish it out from there. So nice, nice. Really good. All right. So my takeaway number five, welcome to flavor country. This was a section where we really got into flavors or there was a section anyways, that we really got into flavors. And we talked about the salty, the taste, the salty, sweet, bitter, sour, and umami, also known as the savory taste. And, you know, a lot of people say that one of the people who aren't typically who aren't vegans, vegetarian, will say, that food is so bland. That is (laughs) so wrong. And this unit really proved how flavorful that these plant-based foods can be. So for umami, if you're not familiar with that flavor, you are, you just don't know you are. (laughs) It is uh, the top plant-based sources for umami are soy sauce, tamari, Bragg's aminos, nooch, or or, uh, nutritional yeast. (laughs) Uh, I just like saying nooch. Yeah. Mushrooms, olives, seaweed, select leafy greens, tomatoes, fermented foods like kimchi or sauerkraut, and... uh, I'm not going to even pronounce it. Umbashi. Umbashi plums. Umbashi plums. So a lot of people think, like I said, that it plant-based food is bland, but this was actually proved that the ability to cook with these with a lot of these different flavors just completely proved that wrong. Uh, one exercise, my <laughs> least favorite exercise, had me bite into a lemon plain, then hold my nose bite into the lemon, dip the lemon in sugar, bite into it, hold my nose and dip or dip the lemon sugar, hold my nose and take it and then report back on the different 
nuances of the flavors. I thought that was really interesting. It is. And uh, I know that you put it off because you don't really <laughs> like sour things. But I did this um, exercise with you just so I could eat a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hopefully we've given you a good overview of what the course entails and also some of the biggest learnings that I had in the class. So whether you join the class or not, there are some great free resources on YouTube where you can follow some plant-based plant-based cooking like the vegan zombie cheap lazy vegan high carb hannah there's a lot i just found a new one called the viet vegan i really like her a lot she's really fun uh i'll, I'll add oh, a link the to one her. you were watching yesterday yeah she was making laugh i just found her so that's really cool uh if you're interested in the class and you have some additional questions please feel free to post them uh on our peas and carrots peas and carrots <laughs> closed facebook group at uh vegetarian zen I'm sorry, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen if you're not part of that group. Or you can send me an email directly at vicky at vegetarianzen.com and I'm happy to answer any questions for you. All right, so let's get into the recipe of the week. The recipe this week is a forks over knives spinach ranch dip. Now I did an avocado ranch dip as part of my class and this one when I was looking out at some of their additional recipes that I'm getting ready to cook, uh, this one looked really good and I picked this one because I thought it would also be good for football games. You know football season just started, the NFL just started. I'm watching football every Sunday and Monday <laughs> and uh, this one looked like a good one to take over to a game so I will include that in our show notes. And then moving on to the resource of the week, Forks Over Knives YouTube channel. I didn't even know they had a YouTube. Or maybe I did. I think now I think about it, I think I was subscribed to that, but I hadn't really looked at it in a while. They have a lot of recipes for things like nachos, shepherd's pie, and skillet corn tortilla, uh, corn tamale pie. Which well, I'm and I know at. they had you at nachos, right? <laughs> yeah, that was it. Well, and tamale. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah. All right. So you want to take the question of the week? Sure. So... Uh, the question of the week is, what is your favorite site to get some good vegan or plant-based recipes? And feel free to share those, as Vicki mentioned, in the Peas and Carrots group on Facebook. Or you can go out to our website, to the show notes for this episode, and leave a comment. And the, uh, the address for that is vegetarianzen.com forward slash 274. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.